You're listening to Play Callers. New episodes dropping every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Available to stream across all platforms. Also, be sure to check out the Tiger's Den podcast. New episodes dropping every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. Available to stream across all platforms. Hello and welcome to Play Callers, episode 15. And we are finally back making these episodes. We hope everyone had an amazing holiday season and a blessed few days to start the new year. We are joined today by the legend around Auburn High, the head basketball coach of the Auburn Tigers, Coach Chris Brandt. Coach, how are you doing this morning, and how is your team feeling after that thriller win last night? Well, I, I really don't know about the team. They're probably all still sleeping, but I'm pretty sore. I, I, I think uh, I, I felt like I was playing the game last night because it was such a – it was just – amazing environment the, the the crowd was great you know the 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 basketball game itself it could have gone either way and luckily we were able to pull it out yes sir and speaking on that let's just talk about this game for a little bit absolute double overtime primetime matchup against one of the best teams in the state of alabama and your guys persevered and won on the sideline how did you not let the emotions get the best of you or your players and what can you tell them in a huge game during the huddle to not have that happen? Well, for me, I've been doing this for a really long time. I'm in year 31 in coaching. So I've seen these type of type of games, been in this situation many times before. And the main thing is you can't uh, get on to your get- my kids. You, you just got to keep them believing that we're going to do it. And uh, that's what happened. Last night, we stayed calm, cool, and collective. We were able to handle, you know, the runs that Central gave us and and were able to put other runs together f- to uh, make that comeback. So it was a situation where as long as we kept, you know, our heads in the game, everything was going to work out. Yes, sir. And, uh, I mean, it was absolutely insane. We were – every fan was trying not to let their emotions get the best of them either. So I'm I'm super glad that they won, and it was. And I want to ask: Are there any players that have surprised you this season, or any players that have just tremendously improved from year to year, or even in the last few months this year? Well, I mean, right off the bat, one of the biggest uh, improvements of this season was Wade Hill. Uh, he came in, and and of course, Wade has got height. He's six nine, but he's he's never been on the varsity. He's played on. The, the B team, and so for him to get comfortable and, and and believing what he was doing, and you can really tell in the last two to three weeks when we were down in Mobile and playing Fairhope, and I think he had like four or five block shots and had a, a massive dunk, and you can just tell that his confidence is soaring, and he was a, a, a big game changer. He was altering shots last night. Um, Central is big on attacking the rim, and they were kind of hesitant with him being inside. So he he's one that I could say. I mean, there are a lot of others. Um, Antoine Daniels, he's you know going to be a phenomenal player. He he made some huge plays last night, hitting two clutch free throws. Um, even though he missed two before, you know, a lot of kids would get you know scared getting in that situation but he he was able to put it behind him and stick to three free throws and then came down with a huge block 
uh, Tabari Allen. He he's uh, really. He, I mean, he played and started last year. He was playing really well at the beginning of the year, and then he uh, tore up his ankle pretty bad against Lochapoca. So he's been hobbling. A lot of people didn't know, but, you know, he's probably been about 60%, 70%. But I think last night he was at full capacity, and, you know, he had a huge game. I believe he had 26 points. But it's a uh, you can see the growth of the team. It's not just one individual. It's pretty much all of them. Yes, sir, and it's just awesome to watch, you know, the development from the B team to the A team. I mean, Antoine Daniels, like you said, a sophomore playing that good. I mean, there's just – his ceiling is through the roof. And speaking on players now, I want to speak about players in the past. Can you name any players that you have coached in the past that never really made it to the college level or the professional level but were some of your favorite to coach and always had a mentality of getting better? Well, I mean, right off the bat, uh, Brian Kim last year, I truly enjoyed uh, coaching him. He actually came from South Korea, and he learned the game of basketball watching on YouTube. Now, you know, you hear people trying to do that, but this is the first one that was really successful. Yeah. Uh, he didn't really get to play a lot of basketball until he got into the States, but he would mimic and he would watch, like, the professor which was a you know, YouTube sensation. So he kind of mimicked his game and his growth and his development. And he actually had a ch chance to go play um, some college ball, but he just wanted to continue and pursue uh, his degree at UAB. But, I mean, yes, I've had several kids that have throughout the years, like I said, when you do 30-plus years of it, um, I've pretty much seen and done it all. And, uh, oh, I mean, Caleb Karayuki, he, he ended up um, doing track for me. He played uh, with my my son Christian back in 2018. And his growth and his development and just see him soaring his senior year, uh, you know, didn't get a chance to play in the college. But I think if he would have had a couple more years um, in high school, he would have definitely uh, developed into a great, uh, college players so and a lot of times that that's the case for a lot of kids that uh, they'll get a late start or they start really um, getting into um, developing their game but the problem with basketball is you you kind of have to be seen early and mm -hmm. um through aau and other you know showcases for them to get recognized and if you just have a great year, it's like coaches already decide who they really want and who they pursue. And so it, it, it becomes a challenge, but uh, we're, we're blessed to have such great talent to come in year in and year out. And so I'm just, I'm just very happy and pleased to be able to coach here. Yes, sir. I mean, amazing stories lead to, you know, memories that will last a lifetime. And then I, I have one more quick question before I send it to Max. So I was a kid doing the Auburn High Kids Camp, and I remember a player named Garrison Brooks, and he's one of the highest recruited players to come out of Auburn High School. You had the pleasure of coaching him. Can you just walk us through, you know, how hard he worked in the gym? I mean, going to UNC, Chapel Hill, and then transferring to Mississippi State, having a pretty good college career. Just talk us through coaching him and his mentality every single day in practice. Well, I, I was uh, 
blessed to get to know Garrison through travel ball with uh, playing with Christian, my son, and, and a few of the other kids. And they they grew a bond and really for, for a few years were playing together everywhere during the spring and the summer. And then his family decided to move uh, his seventh grade year. And uh, that's when I really got to know him better when he was in our system and he's one of those kids that he's always worked hard with he's he's a, he's a, he's a man man a, a adult young man that is really successful in Europe but beforehand it was the long hours of being in the gym every day uh, training with people and without people that's the thing you really have to put in in anything that you want to accomplish um it does take practice and it does take commitment. And he had that, you could tell it at an early age. And then he just developed and, and blossomed through high school. And then, you know, it was well deserved that he got that scholarship from UNC. He did everything uh, he was supposed to do to, to get it. And, you know, he had some great years there and he did all four years. And because of the COVID, he was able to, uh, transfer and I think he probably would have stayed at UNC for one more year but he wanted to go play for his father at Mississippi State his dad is the assistant coach there so he did his one year and then he's off doing he's been in the uh, the G League uh, last year and then with the Knicks and then he went with the Pelicans during the summer and came very close to making the team and he decided that until he can make it into the NBA, he was going to go overseas. And right now he's in Lithuania playing for uh, the BC Wolves. So he's uh, his ceiling, his, he just keeps on growing in a development. And I'm just so proud of how he's uh, become as a man and as a basketball player. Yes, sir. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm going to send it to Max Mesman with his few questions. Thank you, Coach. You're welcome. All righty. Uh, Taylor, I, I like that you actually brought that up. Garrison, I actually got to know him because uh, my mom taught his younger sister, and I got to meet him uh, after school one day at Richland, and he's a very great guy. And I actually watched him, you know, playing on the Pelicans. I'm a Pelicans fan, summer league last year. But anyways, good morning, Coach. Um, I'm going to keep it brief. I'm going to look back on the game uh, yesterday night when we're recording this. Listeners, uh, Friday night against Central, obviously. Taylor Harpton a little wet a little bit, but first of all, what a game for the first in area game of the season against y'all's rival as well, the the Central Red Devils. But I mean, it couldn't have been a crazier start to area play. Double overtime, eighty three to eighty win with a lot of emotions, and like you said, a jam packed Auburn High gym. What a way to start up area play area play for you and your team as well. But looking back on this game. What were some specific positives and negatives that you saw from your team? And more importantly, what does this win mean for y'all moving forward? Well, I mean, the biggest positive is Central is always known to get quick, fast starts. Uh, we watched some film on them when they played Mountain Brook, and they jumped on them like 12 to nothing. And it was a situation that by us knowing that and knowing that if we just kept our composure that we could 
uh, quietly work our way back, and they did that to us. They got up on a 6 nothing. I, I didn't call a timeout. I just wanted them to work through it. And next thing you know, it's 6-6. Six to six. And it, it was that type of game where they would get up. Um, they actually got up around 12 points at one time, but we were able to refrain from doing stuff that we shouldn't do, uh, that we stayed in the system mm -hmm. and were able to um, – to overcome the deficit uh you know there, as a coach players and myself are going to make mistakes there, you know there was a situation where we threw um critical passes that we probably shouldn't we tried to force a little bit of stuff too much but on the other hand you know as long as they're going 100 percent and giving all they have and you know, i can live with uh the mistakes, and like I said, I also make mistakes calling plays, you know, subbing patterns. There's a lot of stuff that goes into the game. But uh, overall, I was just, you know, pleased with, pleased with their effort and, and their mentality, their tough mentality they have. Yes, sir. I mean, they displayed all that effort on the court last night. I saw it from the sideline. Um, yeah, speaking of the central team, like you said, very talented team. They were actually coming into this game fifth in Division 7A, and then seventh in the state of Alabama. This is according to Max Preps. But y'all were able to get the win. Um, that was huge. But not only was it a huge win against y'all's rival, but it was y'all's 10th straight win of the season. And y'all now moved to 18-3 overall and, of course, 1-0 and in area play. What do y'all have to do moving forward to keep this win streak going, especially with in-area in area games on the road at Smith Station and at home, of course, against rival Opelika coming up next week? Well, we just got to keep our focus. Uh, same scenario last year. We actually won on the last second shot uh, from Jaw Carr at Central to win that game. And uh, we ended up having to play uh, Smith Station, and then we lost uh, the game. And so you, you can do all you can to, you know, topple the top team but you also got to be able to play against the other teams in our area and, and smiths and opelika have are very good and and they're going to bring a different style of gameplay and next thing is we've been playing for the last i think eight to nine years we have not won at smith station so we got to find a way to um to get refocus and we're going to have a shoot around tomorrow and just brief and then a good practice on Monday and try to have a, uh, a good game plan and try to uh, figure out what to do against Smith Station. But it's just one of those things. It's, you know, we're 18-3 and three right now, but really we're into the, the meaningful part of our season, which is area, and that's January. So, you know, every Tuesday and Friday we're playing an area opponent, and that's just trying to get the seeding, uh, hopefully, your, your ultimate goal as a coach and as a team is try to host the area because no matter how well our season is and how well we've done or don't do, there's an area tournament and only two teams can come out of that area. So it's, uh, it's just still a long road ahead. We try not look too forward. Um, just keep it what we got our next opponent, uh, opponent being Smith station. Yes, sir. I mean, you know, you look at Smith Station Opelika, they played last night too, and that game was also nail-biter 65-63, Opelika getting the win. But um, one player I want to highlight real quick, and you talked about him a little bit, and I'm going to get to some more questions after this on the season as a whole. But 
Tabari Allen. I mean, going into last night's game, he was leading the team in rebounds of 5.9 per game and also was second in scoring with 10.4 points per game. Led all scores last night with 26. And he actually had, uh, you know, a crucial layup to put y'all up by 5, 79-74 with 150 to go in the second overtime. Um, I remember actually last year, like you said, he started a lot of games as a sophomore, which is very rare. Obviously, we see Anton Daniels, who, like you said, is going to a superb athlete like Tabari, like, you know, a lot of these athletes are. Uh, but what have you seen in his progression from last season to where he is now? And from my from my view, personally, it seems to be going pretty good. Yeah, I mean, Tabari just needed game game time and experience, and that's like all of all the kids on the team and his sophomore year, I say it's probably the one thing he would, you know, have a great game and then have a subpar game, but it was just, uh, being a, just a little hesitant. You can't be hesitant at all when you play and you can tell this year having a year of, of experience, you can tell that he is locked in. He's not, he's been in situations. He's been in high pressure situations and, and so you can tell his confidence is is very high, and and you he does the correct things. He gets it to the people that he needs to, and he takes advantage of mismatch mismatches, which he did last night. And what's what's so I, it's a little bit different in my scenario, my team compared to other teams. You'll see teams having twenty four, you know, some averaging twenty four and eleven rebounds and. We're such uh, a, a deep team where I sub a lot of players, so you're not going to see the big stats from my team. You know, every game somebody different leads us. Um, down in Mobile, we had uh, Adam Gonya. He had 17 points against Fairhope. Mm-hmm. You know, Bradley Pearson scoring 19 points against Jackson. So every game is somebody different that's leading the charge. I um, mean, you go with Jordan Franklin when we played at Prattville. He beat he uh, actually broke the Auburn High's single game uh, assist, getting 16 in the game. So it's a uh, we are successful as the team plays, and as long as everybody is chipping in and doing what they're supposed to, uh, we should be a hard uh, team to beat down the road. Yes, sir. I mean, you talk about players stepping up. Like, you know, last night, Bradley Pearson, I'm looking at Max Rush right now, he leads y'all's team in scoring, obviously coming off an injury, you know, and he actually had an injury, looked like a cramp last night, you know, but he was able to recover from it and get back on the floor. But, you know, he didn't have the greatest game in terms of scoring last night. And so guys like Tabari Allen, Anton Daniels, Wade Hill were able to step up last night and carry the load. So that's very impressive to see. It really speaks to y'all as a team. But now I want to talk about your style of coaching as a whole. Um, How do you exactly, like, you know, run practices week in and week out? Obviously, it's a packed schedule. I mean, so far on this podcast, we've only interviewed um, football coaches, and we talked about theirs. You know, they have a game a week. Y'all a lot of times have two games a week, you know, if not more. Uh, sometimes tournaments. How do you keep the team so ready to play uh, week in and week out with you know such a jam packed schedule? Well, you know, doing it for so many years, uh, we we were big in my early years to having routine, and I found that in basketball it's kind of hard to have a routine because there's things that can change on the dime, especially since COVID. When COVID hit, 
-hmm. you know, you never knew when you were going to play, when you were going to be able to practice. And I kind of changed my attitude about, I have an idea what we're going to do. Um, but if we have to make a change, if some reason our, our practice got canceled, we would not thread over or dull over. We go in to watch film. We go in to do weight room. So I think, uh, by having just changes without them knowing what's going to happen, then when they get in a game situation like last night, you know, they they're, they pretty much have, it's a norm for them. Like we have JV games. We usually go shoot in the Ox gym before the game, and we have kind of a small routine about getting our shots up and the way we stretch. But we weren't able to do that because we were also hosting a ninth-grade basketball game over in the Ox Gym. So by them, not really, they know that there's a game and they, they're, they're prepared for it. But also, on the other hand, um, the game plan could change on the dime. Like in the middle of the game, uh, Central's running a zone trap on us. And so we got to be able to to alter what we've been practicing. And you know, we might not have done it that day, but we've done it in the past. And then by doing that, they're, they're pretty much ready for anything. Yes, sir. And then uh, I actually wanted to talk about this is a question I uh, just came up with because I uh, noticed it. This is a team that's filled with, uh, you know, seniors and a lot of experience. You know, you talk about Bradley Pearson, uh, Wade Hill, Adam Gonia, you know, Jordan Franklin. I mean, the list goes on and on about, you know, how experienced this team is. And uh, Griffin McLean, you know, Jay Nichols, and so on and so forth, Trey Fletcher. But uh, what do you have to say about how important is that to have a lot of these leaders on your team that have been through these experiences that some of the younger guys haven't been through so far? Yeah, I mean, really the biggest one is Griffin. Griffin's been a starter since his sophomore year. He's had – the the most experienced, the most gameplay of all my players on the team. And he's just that calming force. And so, you know, last night wasn't his best show. He he wasn't making shots, but he was doing other things to to help our team. And but on the other hand, Trey Fletcher, he came in and just made some unbelievable defensive stops on uh Central's best player and actually made some huge baskets. So Yes, senior leaderships, and, and and you can tell I play a lot of seniors um, when we get to January because they've been through the fire, and this helps the other younger players, you know, like Cash Reeve and you know Joe Hightower. Tire, ah, I can't talk right now. <laughs> Joe Hightower and Carl Lindsay, you know, some of the other Trey Ross is just a sophomore, and you know Hampton. Hampton Jordan, just a ninth grader. So all these guys get to see what it's like, but also get to practice with each other. And and you never know when I will put you in. Like, for instance, I put Trey Ross in. He hadn't played the last two games, and he was able to do and fulfill his his job, and it helps. And the more you can get in games, the more experience you can get. And then it's, you're led by example with those seniors. Yes, sir. And then my last question uh, before I send it over to Reese, is like you said, you're entering year 31 of head coaching. Uh, what have been some of your favorite moments throughout your career? Uh, and are some of those moments, you know, possibly this year? Or, yeah, just what are some of your favorite moments of your career so far? 
Yeah. Well, technically, I haven't been the head coach for 31 years. I actually started at Macon Academy, did one year there. And then Frank Talbert, who's, you know, the legend at Auburn High School, mm -hmm. he uh, became sick and, and asked me to come help him out. So we uh, did it together. You know, he we uh, basically ran the games and, and uh, – we're doing it so because he wasn't able to walk so i would be on the sidelines and, and call the plays and it was kind of a, a, a football scenario where he was the defensive coordinator and i was the offensive coordinator and we worked really well but then and then he he stepped down a few years ago so um but i've been coaching all those years you know one probably one of my favorite is a couple of things is when we win, we won state in 2004, 2005. Um, we beat a team, LaFleur Rattlers, down in Mobile. They were number two in the nation, and we won by 24 points in the final game of the championship. And uh, that was just a great bunch of kids that bought into the system that kind of like this team that didn't really care who was the leading scorer or somebody different every time and and they knew their roles and they got after it and then being able to coach my son um with garrison brooks and and that crew they they just it's it's an enjoyment to be able to coach um um christian and, and being able to see his progression and his growth so i mean i can name several more situations but it, you know 31 years i got a lot of memories so it would take all it would take all morning yes sir well thank you so much for your time and then i'm gonna go and send it over to my other coach reese reese go ahead and take it away how's it going coach doing great uh after last night's win uh what are some little things you guys want to work on to get ready for the opalika game well i oof, i Try not think about Opelika right now because I haven't Smith, but I mean they're both pretty similar as far as their intensity. Um, they're both going to press and get after me. So probably one thing that we'll work on the next two days is working breaking the press, and they uh, they're pretty relentless at it. They they never stop. So we're going to have to be able to handle um, just that up-in-your-face attitude that they give you. Um, and then also just blocking out. There are times last night that we started ball watching, watching the ball being up in the air and not trying to put a body on somebody. Yeah. And those little things right there that can lose a game if, you know, the ball bounces wrong and bounces long and we don't have, you know, blocked, blocked the uh, their their assigned player out so those are two things that we will be working on this week all right uh at the end of uh at the end of regulation last night uh what did you tell your guys going into the overtime and then uh, at the end of the first overtime what were you telling your guys uh, as the game continued no basically i was looking at each one i said are you having fun yet i was you know i was trying to kind of relieve that that stressful situation and it's like hey this is basketball let's just go have fun let's just get after it and try to lighten the mood uh we weren't you know i was more jokingly just you could t i just could feel the tension in them and so that's more of a way to deflect it and get them back to being calm again and i think that's what they did when they came out they were calm yeah uh, in the first overtime and you know 
things didn't happen and made it go into the second overtime. So it, it was one of those things that they just never let the emotions get to them. So that's I think that's one reason we won the game. Thanks, Coach. You're welcome. So um, I would like to ask, so you were a center for Auburn University for four years and played some against, I mean, great players in the SEC, of course, including Shaquille O'Neal, Stanley Roberts, and Alec Kessler, who were all 6'11", like super yeah. tall. So how does your experience playing that level of basketball influence, excuse me, how does your experience playing that level of basketball against some of the greatest influence your coaching styles, and how can you tell your players what to expect against these great teams that y'all go against? Well, you know, I, I take a lot from when I played at Auburn, and, and one of those things I, I use when I'm when I'm talking to um, to my guys is I actually signed as a guard, and um, because I had it the biggest team in high school and college in, in Alabama. Uh, when I was in high school, we had a kid who transferred, well, he was an exchange student from from the Virgin Islands who was 6'10", 6'11", and I had a uh, my best friend growing up, he was 6'8", and then we had a 6'9", to come off the bench in the 6'5", so it helped me by having all that height that I was uh, able and blessed to be able to play guard. So I was able to do both in high school, but when we got into college and we had such uh, we had a lot of people who got hurt, a lot of people who transferred. Um, when Sonny Smith transfer, uh, moved on and when then Tommy Joes came, he, he basically told me that uh, you have a chance to start as a center or you can come off the bench as a guard. And, and so I had the mentality that I wanted to help the team in any kind of way. It didn't matter where I was on the floor. And that's one thing I've used with, with our guys. I said, Tabari, he really is a guard. At times he's had to play a post. So you, you get when you can get guys to buy in to help out the team any way you can. Trey Fletcher's the same way. He's a guard, but I got him out of post. Um, that was the experience that I had when I played at Darby University. And yes, going against just unbelievable players like you know that's what I'm known for is going against Shaq and you know having somebody that tall. You got to learn to do just the little things of not letting him get second shots and trying to block him out. And, you know, playing against Robert Ory, who won, I think, six uh, NBA titles, um, mm -hmm. being going to from the Houston Rockets to L.A. And they, me and him were big rivals and went after because he played at Alabama. And so, um, like uh, when we played Georgia, they had some phenomenal guards that, uh, that we saw how they pressed. And have seen a lot of different scenarios and so i've used my college background definitely to help me um coach these young men and hopefully prepare them one day to go on to college themselves if they that's what their dreams that they want to pursue and so it, it's one of those things that you you learn a lot when you're growing up and in, in life through life and being able to share what you've learned and hopefully that they can pick it up. That's just, it's uh, something that I really uh, cherish and enjoy. Yes, sir. I was actually talking to Max Reese and I was like, just imagine guarding Shaquille O'Neal and locking him up. I mean, that's one of the biggest flexes of all time, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it goes to, you know, Griffin McLean, Hampton Jordan, the more, 
undersized bigs that you use. Trey Fletcher, like you said, you know, you can use your experience to coach them, and it, it works. We just beat one of the top teams in the state of Alabama. And then I want to go back to what you said earlier about Coach Frank Tolbert. You know, he's a legend. He was at the school for half a century. Walk us through first coming back to Auburn High School and your relationship with him when you took the reins as head coach when the professional route unfortunately got cut short. Well, um, I played under Coach Talbert, and he's a very strict, disciplined man. He he's he's one of those that I've learned so much um, from <laughs> over the years. And then he uh, he was actually like a second father to me. So when he became sick. And he asked me to come help. I had just, I dropped everything. I was actually going into college coaching instead. But, you know, he needed me and he did so much for me and my, um, my growth as a high school kid and also when I went to college. And he actually helped me decide where I was going to go. My, at the time, I was planning to go to Clemson to play basketball with Cliff Ellis. And uh, I was getting ready to commit, and then we had a long talk. But he kind of put in perspective. I had my my mother at the time was having health problems, and she wouldn't be able to travel. So uh, he made he helped me make the right decision going to Auburn. And so you know, being with him and being able to coach alongside of him, and and one of the reasons why he wanted me to be with him and help him is because he I knew everything because I learned so much that uh, we were just like, you know, hand-fitting in the glove. It was just nice and smooth transition. And, uh, it you know, he prepared me to be in this situation right now for all those years that he's been a mentor. Yes, sir. I mean, that's just, that's just awesome to hear. You know, mentorship, I'm sure your players look up to you like that. And, I mean, maybe they'll take the reins as head coach from you. You never know. But – to close it out, the question that we always ask every single coach is what does the city of Auburn personally mean to you, given that you personally went to Auburn High, Auburn University, and came back to coach the high school team? Uh, I mean, Auburn, uh, uh, this is my life. This is everything. I've been here since I was born. And, uh, you know, going to Dean Road and, and going to Boykin when it was a school and Drake and the junior high, it's just I've seen the changes. I've seen where, you know, businesses were back in the day and, and how it's changed and moved and, and grown. And I just love that I was able to live in Auburn and to to raise my family here and just I would would not change a thing. Yes, sir. And Max, Reese, do you have any more questions? I don't have any more questions, but this has been such a great time talking to you, Coach Brandt, and we're looking forward to see what you you and your team do the rest of the season. I don't have well, I don't have any other questions. Well, thank right, you well, for having me on, and you know, just go Tigers. Well, hopefully, everybody will also come out for the rest of our games, and uh, also War Eagle too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. And right before y'all go, once again, thank you to Coach Brandt. We now have Sounds of the Game, the return of one of my favorite segments to do on either this podcast or Tiger's Den. So we actually got a couple of interviews yesterday. We got an interview with the head coach for Auburn JV's team, uh, Coach David Ogle. We also got 
interviews with the Central women's coach after their win against Auburn. And then, of course, in the varsity men's game, we got interviews. Taylor got interviews with Coach Brandt, Tabari Allen, and Bradley Pearson. We hope you all enjoy. All right, I'm here with Coach Ogle, uh, coach of the JV basketball team. Now you're down by four in the first half. What do you think about this? Well, we're playing hard. We're just not playing terribly well right now. We've, gotcha. we've got it. We're giving up too many easy baskets. We're not getting back on defense. Got to execute a little bit better on offense. The effort's good. We're, we're going to come back and work the second half. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the key to the second half would be? Stopping them from easy baskets. That would, be their, that would help us the most. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I'm here with the coach for the Central Red Devils JV team. Now, you did have a steady lead throughout this game. How does it feel to win? It feels good, man, to win here, man. A tough environment, good team. Hey, great game. All right, now what do you think you can improve on and the key to next game is? Defense, talking, communication on defense. All right, yes, sir. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. All right, I'm here with JT Williams from the Central Red Devils who just pulled out a good win tonight. Now, what do you think was your best part of the game? Am I finished? Am I finished? When I was finishing? When you finish it, all right, perfect, perfect. Now, what do you think you can work on for the next game? Uh, my post-up moves, my post moves. Gotcha, gotcha. Thank you, JT. You played a really impressive half, uh, forced on a lot of turnovers. What's the game plan for the second half? Um, the game plan for the second half is to play just like we played the first half, clean up a little of the bad shots, take good shots, um, and make sure that we are um, rebounding and pushing the pace, making Auburn get up and down the floor. All right, thank you, Coach. Good luck on that game. I'm here with the Central Coach. How do you feel coming into Auburn, winning the way that y'all did? Um, I mean, a win is a win, whether you win by one, you win by 50. I think the second half, we kind of got away from our game plan. That worked very well the first quarter. But that's what happens when you have a young team. We're starting an eighth grader. We're starting a very young team, one senior. So we expect them to make mistakes. But, you know, a win is a win. And in the area, I'll take it. Well, excellent win tonight. Have a good night. Hello. I'm here with Auburn High Basketball Coach. Coach, what did you see in that first half from your team? We just got to come out and execute. Um, we letting them get long pass steals. So we got to come out and execute. Yes, sir. What can y'all do in the second half to keep this going, keep this game close, and win this game? Make shorter passes and run offense. Thank you. I'm here with Auburn High head coach, Coach Brandt. Coach Brandt, my, me and myself, I thought that game was over about three times. Emotional roller coaster. Walk me through this win and what your team did to persevere to win this one. Well, the problem is when we play Central, we're, we're such rivals. We know each other such well. I mean, awesome how we came out. But these games, last year, all three games were just like this. The year before, all three games were just like this. So there's no much difference between the two teams. It's just the ball fell our way, and we just happened to hit some big free throws down the end. Tell me what this win means for your team and how proud you are of these guys right behind me right now. I'm so proud of them. What it does, we got, we're one and one and oh in the area. We still got to go to Central, but we accomplished one big thing. We at least can split with Central. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Right, I'm here with guard forward number 12, junior Tabari Allen. Tabari, walk me through the emotions this entire game. What did this win mean to you and your team? Uh, I mean, like we said, it's a big win, but we're not finished. We're not satisfied because we still got to play them again, and we got to play them for the area championship more than likely. So last year we lost to them in the area championship, but we're going to come, uh, come back and win this year. Yes, sir. Tell me what this win means to your teammates and your entire team and how your teammates helped you have such an amazing performance, 20-plus points. Just walk me through what this team means to you. 
It means a lot, man. We got a lot of seniors, and I'm gonna be glad. I'm glad. I'm just glad that I get to play with them this year. And I'm just glad I can contribute any way I can, and I'm just glad we got the win tonight. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Bradley, your first game back from injury. Talk me through this win, and what? How did you not let your emotions get the better of you? It was a team effort. I mean, we just uh, battled the whole way, and. We just knew that we uh, kept fighting. If we keep fighting, then we're going to win the game every single time. And we, we love each other. We have the chemistry. And um, we just do what we do. So you had an amazing performance, right? But there's always room to get better. Tell me how you can get better after a performance like this and a win like this. Well, first off, we need to start rebounding. I think they had about like 15 uh, rebounds yeah. in the first half. And I think we just need to uh, help with the pressure and just get to work and uh, start making shots better. Yes, sir. Thank you, Bradley. Thank you. That's going to do it for episode 15 of Play Callers. Thank you so much to Coach Brandt for giving us some of his time this morning and some of his basketball knowledge. We hope you have an amazing week and can't wait to see you next week when we interview head coach of the Auburn Lady Tigers basketball team, Coach Courtney Pritchett. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Play Callers. Be sure to check out our episodes dropping every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Central. Also be sure to check out our other podcast, The Tigers End where we dive into the world of sports. Be sure to check out those episodes coming out every Monday at 3.30 p.m. Central. Thanks for listening.